All right, Jack. Yeah, what's up? We were busy this week. We missed it, so we're doing a before and after Florida pod. Let's go. They talk about sports and pop culture for two different points of view. A father and a son disagree on with Swagalicious attitude. Today's top story is breaking them down through a generation gap. Listen to them talk about the NFL. Listen to them talk Doja Cat. According to the Osbournes, yeah. According to the Osbournes, yeah. Jack, it is a big, big day. Yep, September yep. 24th here on Rocky Top. About three hours till kickoff. The 11th ranked Tennessee Volunteers take on the 20th ranked Florida Gators. Jack, I believe Tennessee's lost 16 out of 17. Good. They are a six and a half, excuse me, a ten and a, ten half, and a half point favorite. It says we have an 87% chance to win. That's ESPN ridiculous. is giving us an 87.5 or something like that percent chance to win. And Jack and I thought, okay, we missed this week because we were super busy. Um, we thought we'd do a before and after Florida game pod. And I, I guess, Jack, what we should do is kind of share our thoughts about the game before, hit a little pause, and then we'll come back after the game. So you'll find out. Obviously, you've already experienced the game, so you know um, what happened. But it'll be interesting maybe to hear our take and then see immediately on the other side what, what actually transpired. So, Jack, before we do that, though, I think it's important that we go back through some of our SEC action, Jack. Good. Are you ready for this? Yeah. Because Jack and I pick against the number. And, Jack, are you doing well or are you doing poorly? I just want to say I was down big last year and I whooped y'all. Yeah. Yeah. yeah easy on the curse words. Yep. I let one go last week. I don't want to I don't want to have to change our rating from clean to adult or whatever it is on Spotify. So stop, right. stop doing that. Um, by the way. If you're listening on Spotify, can you do us a favor? Can you smash that follow button? Is that what the kids say on YouTube? <laughs> That's so can embarrassing. Smash? Never say that again. <laughs> can you smash that follow button? I'll quit this podcast immediately <laughs> and, if you say that again. And crush the five star? No. It's just ridiculous. It's, it's not so ridiculous. We want you to follow us on whatever yeah, platform. Yeah, sure, but don't smash the like button, please. Smash, so smash that like button and hit us up for five stars. Holla at us. And that helps us get found by other people when they're searching our show, helps our star rankings, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, Jack, coming into last week, I was five and one. You were two and four. I think that's how that went. And then, Jack, last week, out of seven games, six of them went one certain way for you. Lost. (laughs) You lost six of them. So you went one and six. Excuse me, that might have been week one. That was week one. Week one, you were one and six. I was three and four. Week two, you were two and four, and I was five and one. The total tally, Jack, I am eight and five. That's very respectable. You. That is respectable. You are three and ten, so you're five games behind me. Jack, it's already kicked off, but we picked this before the kick. Missouri on the road facing Auburn Tigers, minus seven and a half. Who did you pick? Missouri. As did I, and Jack and I did that for one simple reason. Auburn's trash. Auburn is trash. And right now, not so well, though. Well, right now, they're up 7-0, but Auburn's, Auburn's up 7-0. Yeah, Auburn's up 7-0 is what I meant to say. They're going to have to prove to me that they can play football before I ever take them, particularly take them laying points. Jack, Arkansas ranked number 10 in the country, going to Texas A&M ranked number 23 in the country. Texas A&M, a two-and-a-half-point favorite. How did you see that one? It'll be a close one, but I feel confident A&M will win. I don't see him dropping another one. I agree. I, I think that A&M had that hiccup against Appy State. I think Arkansas is a very, very good team. I actually took this game because of this thing called the theory. 
And the theory was this thing that we followed in college. We were convinced it was real because it hit like seven or eight times in a row. You take the lower ranked team that is favored because it seems nonsensical. So A&M not ranked as high as Arkansas. Arkansas is 10th. A&M is 23rd. You, you, but yet, yet A&M is favored by two and a half. So the theory games are what they were called. And it was technically three or less is what the lower ranked team had to be favored by that fit the theory. I took it, Jack, we have Vanderbilt playing number two, Alabama, Alabama laying 40 and a half. How did you see that one? Got Vandy. He does. He took my alma mater. And actually, I don't think it's a bad play. Vanderbilt's played a lot better this year than they've played in seasons past. I went ahead and took Alabama. I think that Texas game was a hiccup. I think they are a good team. I think they're going to prove they're a good team. I'm not saying they're a bad team, but to beat an SEC team by 40 is impressive like Georgia did to South Carolina. Correct. It happens. It it, it happened. That's fair, and and I think Georgia is better than uh, Alabama. So, I I mean, again, I think you had a solid pick there. I just took the tide. Good. Yeah, (laughs) I'm glad you're happy with it. All right, and at 3.30 this afternoon, you've got the 20th-ranked Florida Gators Coming into town to face number 11, Tennessee. Tennessee laying 10.5. Jack, who'd you take? Uh, I'm sorry, but the most Tennessee can win by is 10 points. I got Florida. Yeah, I, I, t- I took Florida as well in this segment. And that should really just lead us right into our conversation about the game. Do you have any thoughts that you want to share about like wh- either why you took Florida catching the 10.5 or, or this rivalry in general? Um. Well, I, I just really... You know, this game is going to be absolutely electric. Um, I think our offense is going to get going. I think if our offense is good, we're going to beat them because Anthony Richardson honestly was looking kind of good week one, but he has thrown zero passing touchdowns. He's looked pretty shaky the last two weeks. So I think if we have a good offensive day, maybe get a couple sacks, uh, put Anthony Richardson under pressure, then I think we, we come out with the win by maybe a touchdown or a field goal. Maybe, maybe ten points. Yeah. So you're looking for maybe ten, not not eleven, right? Maybe 10. not eleven. Yeah. We're not winning by eleven points. Yeah. I think you see the game a lot the way I see the game. I'll tell you why I took Tennessee. Excuse me, Florida catching ten and a half. I will never, ever, ever take a team that's favored to win by double digits over a team that they've lost to sixteen out of seventeen times. Name drop alert. Eric Ainge texted me out of the blue this week, and I don't know why he texted me, but he sent me this meme. It was really funny, and it it blew me away to know that Eric Ainge – like I believe Josh Dobbs beat Florida. You know the other quarterback before that to beat Florida? Eric Ainge. It was. It was Eric way back a million years ago. So anyway, he's he's texting me, and we start talking about the game, and I tell him that – what I just told you basically. I'm scared of the ten and a half. I cannot ever take a team – that you know has lost 16 out of 17 and is favored by 10 and a half. I'll just never lay those points. And he said the players don't care. He goes, that's a big misconception. The players, it's that's not in their head the way it is in the fans. And I said, I texted him back. I go, that's fair. But here's where I get with it. That stadium will get so tight if we don't come out immediately well. And I, I think that's what translates onto the players, not the history, the immediacy of this super thirsty fan base, right? It's the thirstiest fan base yeah. in the nation. And it's, you know, say we're down 3-0 midway through the, the second. They'll be like, oh, my gosh, this isn't according to script. And that whole place will feel tight as Especially a Especially being favored by 10 points. Exactly. And that I whole, don't like that at all. 
like this, I'd rather be favored by three points than ten points. This game, and and right now I'm talking about how I see it from the line perspective. This game. It's got all the, the trappings of a team that won't cover. I mean, you've got the thirstiest fan base in the nation. They're yeah, it's all, just Tennessee, right, guys? I mean, they're all sitting in their pre-assigned section, coordinated by color. By the way, we're one and four all time when we check her Neyland. And they're playing a team they've lost to 16 out of 17 times that they haven't beat since six times ago. And, yeah, I just – I feel like – and, oh, oh, by the way, you're – Arguably your best, if not your second best player in Cedric Tillman is out. Yeah. That is a big, big, a big, 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 big Good deal. thing we have depth at the wide receiver position, though. Yeah, and that's the other way I see the game. So that's kind of – let me back up. I just put a bow on why 10.5 is preposterous. Even if Tennessee wins 28 to nothing, I, I would bet on Florida tomorrow to cover 10.5. So, because it's just a statistically a good play. As far as the game itself goes, you you nailed it. Anthony Richardson has been a tale of two quarterbacks. He looked amazing against Utah, and I don't buy the oh well, Utah just wasn't good. I don't buy that at all. But then he looked very very human against Kentucky and USF. So to a certain extent, it kind of depends on what we get there. Now, in either case, Kentucky or USF, they they not only stifled him you know, through the air, he never got going on the ground. And that's the big thing. If we can contain him and if we can bring zone blitzes that actually get home and get him on that turf early and get in his head, I I think, I think that will bode very, very well for Tennessee. But if, if he gets some success, particularly rolling, right, moving that pocket, um, getting some yards on the ground, suddenly, suddenly those passes become a little bit easier. Suddenly those completions come a little easier and suddenly the momentum starts going the wrong way on the other side of the ball as i said especially with jabari you know hopefully he's 100 percent after being hurt against akron he'll play cedric will not and i guess where i get with it is i think that is a way bigger deal than people are, are letting on people are saying hey jalen hyatt and brew mccoy they you know great Hyatt had an amazing game against Akron, okay? And and that's also where I get with this team is we walk no, – I think Hyatt's good. I do too. I do too. I'm not saying I don't I mean, think – he had a great game against uh, Ball State. Okay, okay. He, he, had a, he did. He had a pretty good game against – uh, what was the second team we played? Pitt, Pitt. He had a serviceable game against Pitt. I thought McCoy had the better game against Pitt. I'd have to go back and look at the stats. But here's my point. Tennessee has done really, really well. Really well against Akron and Ball State. We don't. We don't know what we have yet. We went on the road. We beat Pittsburgh. We were up. We well, we were down. Then we got up. We could never put it away. And then we got out of there. What felt like a lucky win because they forced overtime. Okay, that's the way I saw the game. And who stepped up and made the critical play? Number four, Setting. exactly. Right. Yeah. So I think without Cedric, that's huge. However. I believe in Hendon Hooker. I believe this team can get it done. I believe that he will make enough plays to give Tennessee a realistic chance to win this I game. I think I, – I, I said Florida will cover, but I think we're going to win. I think we're going to win too, and I'll also put it like this. I think there's a chance – and I can't believe I'm saying this, but I'm going to say it. I think there's a chance Tennessee could absolutely walk the dog on Florida. I, I really, I really think That's that. That's ridiculous. I know, but here's what I think. I think, I think Tennessee could walk the dog on Florida. I don't think Florida could walk the dog on Tennessee. Flor- I don't think Florida's walking the dog in, in Neyland Stadium on us. I agree. Right now. I, I don't think Florida's going to sit there and boat race us today. I really don't believe that. I think we could boat race them. I also think it could be a super tight one that we win. I also think it's a, it could be a super tight one that we lose. I, go, I think it's just going to be a tight one. I, don't, I, I think we're going to win, though. 
one thing's for sure, and I, I said this to Jack earlier, listeners, this is the biggest ticket of your life. Like this is the biggest ticket in Needland that we've had. I think there was a couple of close ones. You were in the house the last time we beat Florida. I think that was our only Checker Needland. That was crazy. Che- Checker Needland win. It was crazy, and that's what we have in store for us today. So, no matter what. I I love the spectacle of college football, so I'm super excited to go there and check it out. And Jack, I think with that, maybe we just maybe we we push pause and, and let folks uh, you know uh, hear hear what happened on the other side. Obviously, they know already, but what do you think? Feeling good right now. Yeah, me too. Why don't we tell them what we're going to do in addition to the game recap on the other side? Will you commit to Jack's five stats or no? Yeah. 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 I got I, I got them ready. Do you really? Yeah. All right, are we going to talk any fantasy now that you're a horrible fantasy player? Buddy! <laughs> That's a different story. <laughs> and then, uh, hey, I tell you, speaking of fantasy, Jack, you know, I, I want to drop a little something on you. Oh, yeah. You like this, bro? It's all right. Yeah, hold on. It's got a profound Guys, word. listen to this. Here's a message, four, five inch, I got no hesitation to unleash upon this fool, the Thunder Lizard Nation. See him shaking in his boots, this coward is afraid. Kinda like the time last year he made those panic trades. You ain't never won a thing and you ain't got no cred. The only thing you ever do is text on our group thread. I'm taking you to school five inch, I teach a handy class. Where my students all learn how to whoop your candy ass. Ooh, ex- expletive. <laughs> Explicitive, you mean? No, expletive means oh. a curse word. So, accordions, as Jack likes to call you guys, that was no. Sam, that was Sam Osborne. He wrote a diss track against his Wait, opponent. Wait, did he write it? <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, hold on. That, look, dude, that's got my fingerprints all over it, obviously. But, it, like, he executed that flawlessly. If anyone is out there and wants to see... This diss track, it's actually on Instagram, on the Naked Bootleggers Instagram page. But um, I don't know. That was just a lot of fun. So this is what we're going to do. We're going to have fun after this segment. I'm already kind of backtracking just in case Tennessee loses because I still want people to listen. But on the other side, we'll do game reaction. We will, we will do Jack's five stats, maybe a little fantasy football. And, Jack, I think we do Facts or Cap, our new segment. In or out? Yeah, sure. All right, cool. All right, y'all, golly. Fingers crossed for a victory. We'll be right back. Well, Jack. What's up? I mean, that was one for the ages, man. Fuck me. Tennessee in a wild, wild and woolly affair holds off the Florida Gators 38 to 33. Jack, there's a lot to unpack in that game. I've got the stat sheet from, I think it was Rick Butler. There, it might have been Ryan Shumpert from Rocky Top Insider sent it to me while we were still at the game. Let's start with just the game itself as far as the environment. Any thoughts? Honestly? Yeah. Could have been louder. Really? You're crazy. You know, we only reached 103.3 decibels. We reached 104. We were always above 98. But, I mean, I'm not I'm not the guy that's like, hey, let's make it the loudest it's ever been. I just thought the whole environment was absolutely Yeah, I'm just joking. It was pretty loud. Okay. I, I thought the whole environment was absolutely insane. You know one thing? Like, Jack and – It was drunk. What? The environment was drunk. Uh, those games are always juiced up from an alcohol standpoint. But one thing that um, that our family experienced, it was uh, at this game, it was Sam and Jack and me and Luke and Kirby came home and, and Caroline. 
and we're in new seats. And you know, one thing I noticed about our new seats, number one, I like them very much. Like they, the, they're in the new club or whatever. And we're at about the 27 or 28, 28. Yeah. It's about the 28 ish. And, um, we're 14 rows up and it, it's, it, they're really good seats. So I, I enjoy that standpoint, but you know what else I've really enjoyed this time? What? The people around us, like there was a lot of people that give really good high fives. Like, and, and when you give high fives to strangers, a lot of times people suck at giving the high fives. We have people that I uh, actually was gonna like say that to you. Th- did you? I mean, and like I, they were so annoying though. Like, well, the, the, they did give good high fives, but like, like every every connection was like nice and right. Pure, they, they, but sure, they, they were just annoying. Well, dude. no, like, that's it though. Is the it that. I mean, like, you, the trick in a high five to a stranger is you got to bring it. Yeah. And you can't, like, half, I'm, I'm going to say it, half acid. I mean, you got to go. It's like when you shake someone's hand and it's a limp handshake, that's no good. Floppy fish. Right. And when you give someone a high five that's a stranger, it's sometimes there's, like, this, I don't know, barrier and someone's timid even though they instigated it. No, 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 no. Bring it. I mean, you really got to make contact. And, yeah, I, <laughs> you, you okay? <laughs> Holy cow. Y'all good. <coughs> hey, Sam, Sam, can you do some CPR on Jack? I'm all right. Okay, he's good. Never mind. Well, so I, I, the, the fans that we sat around, tons of high fives. Good grief. We had a ton of high fives. But it was good. It was they, they were good high fives, and I enjoyed that. And I enjoyed the game. I yeah. b- Before the game, some stranger asked me, hey, what do you think? What do you think? I'm like, well, you know, I'm a little nervous. But no, I mean, I think – if anyone's going to win big, it would be Tennessee. But I, 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 you know, in other words, I thought Tennessee had a greater chance of winning big than I thought Florida had a chance of winning big. But in my opinion, it was going to be a game that was going to be sided by less than seven points on either side. And I said, you know, in some ways, it's a fifty-fifty game. And he he got mad at me, and he's like, "You, you what? Vegas has them at ten and a half, and ESPN says we're ninety percent chance to win." Like he kind of scolded me. I'm like, "Well, don't ask." Don't ask me what I think then. You know what I mean? Yeah. But anyway, we did. We, I mean, I felt both of both of the things that I said, I felt kind of held true. You could tell that if we, if there was a team that was going to win big, it would have been us over them, even though I thought they played very, very well. And um, yeah, but instead it turned into, golly, a weird game at the end, man, where it turned into a 50-50 thing, didn't you think? It was weird, man. It was so, I mean, I really got nothing to say. I mean, our defense just collapsed. Our defense is not very good. You say that you did not think that we brought a lot of pressure to Anthony Richardson. I thought we brought a fine amount of pressure. I just, we really didn't capitalize on our pressure. He got out of the pocket every time. I felt in the first half in particular, there was absolutely no pass rush. In Maybe fact, in the first half, but in the fourth quarter, in, we in did the, a good in job. In the fourth quarter, it was better. I tell you, we like got... We, we, I mean, we forced a fumble out of him. We, we got him... We got him uh, I, flustered a little bit. No, no, no. I agree. I, I think the second half, the the pass rush was was a lot better. But our DBs are no our, good. Our secondary is is a concern. Let, I'm going to read you some of the stats here. Florida. Um, let's see here. Passing yards, 453. Uh, let's see. Richardson was 24 of 45 with one pick. Um, their total offensive plays, they had 87 plays for 594 yards. We had 70 plays for 576 yards. So they outgained us. Yeah, I'm not surprised after 
Well, at the end there, they yeah, had they yeah. had a lot of yards. Yeah, and you you can't talk about this game and not talk about the puzzling decision that Billy Napier made. Very puzzling. When they were down seventeen and scored a touchdown, he went for two. I felt it was analytics, and you see that a lot in the pros right now. When a team's down by fourteen, they go for two, and it, it and like they go, it's almost like they're going for the win. That well, here's here's and if they don't get it, then they still have a chance. Exactly, and that's what the that's that's the explanation is. Supposedly, the an, analytics say you're supposed to go for it because here's what happens: if you get it, then yeah, you score the next touchdown, and it boom, it's seven points, and it's so it's a total of fifteen, and you win. If you miss it, then it's very likely you're going to get a two-point conversion the next time because you hit about 50% of your two-point conversions. It's a weird way of justifying not taking a sure thing one point. And I felt that they were playing analytics because they needed three scores, but if they had gotten the two-point conversion, then if they got three scores, they would have won. And if they didn't get the two-point conversion, well, two more scores and one of them had to be a touchdown, it would be overwhelmingly likely they get the two-point conversion. But what happened? They scored the touchdown. They went for two. They didn't get it, right? Mm-hmm. And then the onside kick, and oh, my gosh. I f- I'll film the on- onside kick. Do you know why I did that? Why? Why? Because I thought that we would recover it, and I thought that the place would go nuts, and I wanted to capture it on my phone. I honestly just, just had a weird feeling. Well, it took that enormous bounce, and then that guy caught it, and I forgot for a second that you couldn't advance – an onside kick. You know what? He he ran it back to like the thirty-five. So it's a good thing that in college you can't advance it. But oh my gosh! So I went back and I watched the little thing that that I recorded at the game of it. Number one, it was wonderful camera work. But number two, when that ball went up in the air, you heard about three people saying, "Oh my god!" And the guy just runs under. It. Oh, it's terrible. But think about it. They had the ball. They got it down to the forty-yard line. And if Billy Napier had just gone for one point each of those two times. They could have kicked a long field goal to tie it. Yeah. And thankfully, that's that's not what happened. So Tennessee survives by the hair of its chinny-chin-chin. We have not said someone's name that, that needs mentioning. Hendo? Oh, my goodness. Um, Outstanding game. Yeah. I mean, zero punts. That just, a lot of that has to do with how, how good your quarterback play is. Correct. And I saw Robert Griffin. He said that. After tonight's performance, that he should be in the lead running for Heisman right now. He was that could be a step too far, but he's certainly up there. Well, and I was texting with with uh, some of my friends during the game, and I, I think the game was on CBS, and they were saying the CBS commentators were saying the same things. And hey, when I texted one of them, is actually a Rocky Top Insider thread, and I kind of texted the guys. I said Heisman vibes. Because that's what it felt like. It felt like I mean, Heis- he is a dual threat quarterback that has a solid arm and a he can really run the football. Yep. So here's here he had 453 passing yards. He was. Are you sure about that? Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. He had 304. Golly, <laughs> that's amazing. That's what Richardson had 453. So uh, Hendon had 349. He was 22 of 28. Um, let's see. He, well, that's very good. That's about 76. Yeah, 22 of 28 is 22 divided by 28 is, yeah, 70, almost 79%. And let's see, he rushing, he added an, at least another 110. It was, yeah, he was 22 of 28 for 349 yards, two touchdowns. His long was 70 yards. As far as rushing goes, 
he gained 127 yards. Now he lost 15 yards. So his net was 112 yards on 13 carries, one touchdown. He had that 44-yard run where it looked like he was dead to rights for an eight-yard oh, sack. Just, he's not gonna, oh, oh, yeah, right. Remember I that? Thought, yeah. And he, he put his foot down and he got to the left side yeah. and boom, scattered And he juked somebody to go for another 30 yards. It was amazing. It was amazing. And then, good grief, can we, about Ramel Keaton's pass, or reception rather, that was that happened actually kind of right in front of us. It yeah, was, I it, was like, I kept on saying he's because I didn't think he, I did not think he was going to get there. So I was like, he's holding him, he's holding him, he's holding him. Which he wasn't really getting held out. He, he wasn't. I agree. Yeah, he wasn't. I was just saying that just because. Well, but we had a unique vantage point. Yeah, and, we did. It was a very good catch. And you know what felt like he was kind of being held was that it was just. That he couldn't get there, and yeah, it's like yeah, the, yeah, there was yeah. nothing he could do to escape Earth's gravity to get there because it just that looked, was a, it looked, almost a perfect ball. It was almost a perfect ball. It's a yard too far, is what it was. And man, he made that yard up, and it was this, the catch itself was spectacular. To, to hold on for it or through it, uh, you know, for the entire catch and complete the act of the reception as you have to do these days, absolutely incredible. Sixty-nine yard. Oh, I'm sorry. That was that's not accurate. It was a 43 yard reception. He had 69 yards of receiving for the day. That I thought was key because if I'm not mistaken, that set up the touchdown on the 99 yard drive at the end of the first half. And I thought, yeah, I, I thought, um, I told uh, myself if we scored before the halftime and then scored again right out of the gate that we would win, which we I'm pretty sure we did. That's accurate. We scored at the end of the half to go up, I believe it was 17 to 14, and then we did. We scored early um, in the in the second half. I think we just used uh, three minutes of game time, and we so that would have put us up 24 to 14. And I'll tell you when I thought we had it. I thought we had it after we forced a fumble, and then we ended up going up 17. That really yeah, felt – that was a big deal. That really felt like lights out. It was he, electric. Yeah, and, and it – it's just a weird ending, and I, I don't. At first, I was kind of like, oh, you know, their their near comeback kind of diminishes our victory a little bit. But I'm off that now. I think anytime you can beat Florida, any you know, a team that you've lost to 16 out of 17 times and exercise some demons, I think that's a huge thing. They did it in the checkered stadium. They did it in sensational manner. I believe it was a big recruiting weekend for Tennessee. Yeah, Var Two X was there. There you go. So it was. Uh, who's, who's that? Shavar. Oh, Shavar was there. He was, he was, very nice, yeah. very nice. You know, I've never met Shavar. Shavar goes to, to um, Jack's school, and he's an insane athlete, and I love watching him play. But anyway, that was that was exciting. That was a great game, and yeah, man. What exiting the game? How do you feel about Tennessee? Uh, exiting the game. I mean, looks as if we're a top ten team. Yeah, I, 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 I don't, I, I don't. I don't know if we are a top ten team, but it's gonna say so. It's gonna say we're a top ten team on that seed or whatever you want to call it. I agree. I we're mean, gonna be in the top ten. We we will probably be in the top ten. I think if we don't have that near, um, I mean, especially if Arkansas loses tonight against A and M. Yeah, I think if we don't have that near collapse, I mean, golly, the a loss would have been awful. Okay, because um, we looked really sharp, like when it was thirty eight twenty one. We looked like that was like if the game ended then, like then we would then I would be like, yeah, I feel like we're a top ten team. Yeah, well, here's how I feel coming out of it. We won. Um, I I can't help but to say it, and I don't. And I, I just said I I didn't think it diminished the victory. I I hate that they came back on us. I really do. That, that I don't mind it because Florida covered, and that's well, we both picked so. Florida, but that did bug me a little bit. 
Um, but I come out of it like this. I come out of it like, golly, can you imagine if we had, had Cedric? I come out of it, golly, can you can you appreciate the other receivers that stepped up? I mean, Brew McCoy played great. Jalen Hyatt played great. We already touched upon the other kid that had that um, that fantastic reception. Um, that, that's right. Thank you. I was losing his name for a second. And we have a, a quarterback who threw up Heisman-type numbers. We have a great offense. I'm concerned about the defense. Same. But guess what? We go into a bye week. We can rest and relax. And we've got LSU. And Jack, suddenly, we've got basically LSU and Kentucky. And if we split those, and those are both winnable games. If we split those, I believe our, I believe we're pretty much 9-3, and three, assuming we lose to Alabama and to Georgia. And, hey— you never know. I mean, I don't know. I, I guess now I think eight and four is a lock, and it could be nine and three. But what an exciting day! I, I guess the last thing I would say is this: that was one of the best times I've had from soup to nuts at that stadium in a long time. Have you? Can you compare that to any games you've been to? Um. Yeah, I think tonight I was a little tired. I, I'm very tired. Yeah, it's been a long day. Uh, I think I can compare. It was either Georgia or South Carolina. There was a couple. Have we beaten Georgia in my lifetime. No, we beat South Carolina a long, in long time ago. In a big game, like we on our game-winning field goal, and I'll never Marquez forget. Marquez North had a one-handed catch. Against oh hell his yeah, helmet. number eight. <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude. dude. Uh, was Quez number eight? He was, know. dude. I, I'll never forget him. He was like one of the first receivers I ever knew. And then um, that was that's crazy, dude. Yeah, and then I tell you, it was. Uh, when we beat, the, the, I think the other biggest game was the last time we checkered Neyland when Florida was there, and we like won. I just like I can just remember like South Carolina. We kicked we kicked the game winning field goal. You got us off our little box. Just said, "Come on, let's go." And we just ran to the car. That's right, we did. <laughs> just never forget it. And you're right, Quez was number eight. That was like just one of the like first. And, and we were going woo woo like when we ran out. Yeah, and yeah, it, it was crazy. Yeah, well, and so it's on a short list, man, and it was really really special. All right, speaking of really really special, Jack. You have a really special segment that I love that you've not been doing in a while, and I want to know what's up with it. It's back. Jack Stats. Who wants Jack Stats? You want Jack Stats. Yeah, Jack's five stats. Your Jack's five stats. Yeah, Jack's. Oh, Jack, what a great way to close out a Florida game day victory Saturday than with an episode or a rendition, rather, of Jack's five stats. Jack, what do you got, buddy? So basically, I got um, five stats from the first two weeks of NFL football, so some of them are from week one, I think. Excellent. And I'm going to give the fans, the listeners out there, our accordions, as you like to call them. Yeah, you love to call them that. I'm going to give them a bonus sixth stat that's related to the Tennessee-Florida game. So, Jack, please take your five stats. So, in week one, uh, the division, the AFC South, zero teams won a game, and two of the teams in that division played each other. (laughs) That's very funny. It was the Texans and the Colts. They they tied. tied, That's right. Uh, That's a good stat. Got that one from ESPN. Good. The Cowboys are the only team in the NFL who did not score a touchdown week one. Wow. That's from Sports Center. That hurts me a little bit, especially because I'm I was heavy in the shares of them with Dalton Schultz and CeeDee Lamb. What's next? Um the Colts uh zero and zero 
and one record is the best start to a Colts season since 2013. Wow, zero zero and one is the best start they've had in almost ten years, and that is thanks to I guess dropping a bunch of openers. Um, so Kyle Pitts through two games has four catches and 38 yards, and that's just you know he's he's obviously like off to a bad start. Tell everybody who Kyle Pitts is. He is a tight. He is the highest drafted tight end in the in NFL history. There you go. Plays, that's a sad, play, plays four. Uh, the Falcons. Yeah, and that's that's sad. I hope that they figure out a way to use him. So yeah. I believe that's four, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, this is this last one. This, shout out to Baxter Johnson. Oh, good. Uh, the bad news Kindles in our league. Go ahead. Joe Burrow got sacked 51 times last season. The Bengals spent a lot of their offseason getting their offensive line corrected. And Joe Burrow is on pace to get sacked 111 times this season. Uh, this season? Yeah. That's hilarious. So, yeah. which would be doubled than what he got sacked last season. That's amazing. And that's through the first two games? Yes. Oh, my gosh. All right, well, I'm going to take it back to college football and uh, in general and the Tennessee-Florida game in specific. Jack? Yes. Tennessee was a double-digit favorite over Florida for the first time ever. Isn't that amazing? And I think that's true. I didn't research that. I read that in Ryan Shumpert's piece on Rocky Talk. Research? Uh, yeah, well, it wasn't. It wasn't a ton of research. Um, research? Did I say research? You did. It's hey, it's late. Hey, I don't mind telling the listeners I had a couple of beers at the game. Okay. Yeah, no, we're good. We're good. I was. It was responsible drinking, and it was fun. It was a very fun night, buddy. Really enjoyed it, and I, you know we wanted to get this bonus pod out because we're still going Tuesday. We just wanted to get one out because we missed this last week. Jack, anything Sorry. you want to? Yeah, no, you were busy. And Sorry, hey, Bren. <laughs> what, yeah, yeah. Hey, hey, Bren, we're sorry. Um, but Jack, you had something Tuesday, and then Wednesday we were maybe going to do it, but I coached Luke, and that was a super late night. And I just had golf. I mean, yeah, yeah. Listen, just Jack, had to play some golf. Jack's, Jack. Just had to hit a couple hacks out there. Eh? <laughs> had to get you a couple birdies, right, homie? Yeah. All right, cool. Any any closing thoughts as we leave? No, no not it, a. Man. No, I agree. All right, y'all. Uh, hopefully, we'll drop on Tuesday night. That will be live Wednesday morning. Thanks, guys. You've been listening to according to the Osborns. Yeah. According to the Osborns, yeah. According to the Osborns, yeah. According to the Osborns, yeah.